February 9th, 2006, episode 17. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. All right, so last time we talked about setting up a presence on the internet. And while that is a, a great first step and a very noble step at that, it's only going to go so far. Really, there, there's millions of designers that are on the internet that have their own websites. And if you go to a search engine such as Google and, and search for graphic designers or graphic design firms or services, I'm sure you're going to find that there's thousands and thousands of them out there that aren't you. And where are you really in that stacking order? So your next job is to actually get out there and, and make people know that you have a web presence out there. Let people know about your website so they can go check it out and see your artwork. Because really it's, it's best used as a leave behind to where you're giving somebody a brochure or a business card or something to that effect with your website on it. And they can go check that out, not necessarily when they're with you, but maybe in the comfort of their own home, which is better for them too, because they can kind of decide whether they think you're the right person for the job or not. Now, the premise of this show may actually apply more to freelancers or those who may work, do little jobs on the side. But basically, if you, if you are doing work on the side that's not part of your, your regular full-time job, you're actually getting the jobs yourself, then basically you can just go ahead and classify yourself as a freelance designer. You don't necessarily have to have a business name. You're just you, you're doing jobs, but you're the one who's going out and doing the footwork, getting the jobs, and then completing them. That makes you a freelancer. So... Uh, this is going to apply to a lot of you. It may not to some if you just do your 9 to 5 job or may not be a 9 to 5 job. But if you just have your full time job and you don't do anything else, well, uh, this might not totally apply to you and, and might not be of interest to you. But I think it, it's useful for any designer who may at, at some time in their life, whether it be now or down the road, if you think that you might want to do some some side work or maybe try and grow that side work into a business to where you don't have to work for somebody else, which of course sounds very lovely. So if this does sound interesting to you, uh, stick around because we're going to be talking about other ways besides the website that we can actually go out and, and secure some of these clients, get, get these side jobs that'll help us make a little extra money or help us build our design into a business that can actually get us away from the uh, nine to five job. So one place that most designers start when they're going to do side jobs or they're going to do freelancing, you got to start with the people that you already know, or they may actually be people that you don't know, but people that are close to you. Uh, you're going to start with family members first off. Everybody's got family members that, that have different jobs that maybe own businesses of their own, or at least know people that own businesses of their own. And you obviously have some sort of connection with these people. So the first thing you want to do is make it known to everybody in your family that you're either doing this work or that you're starting your own business and you're going to do this type of work. Let them know exactly what you do so 
so that they can explain it if they have to explain it to someone else. And just let them know that you're available for, for different jobs. In addition to that, you're, you're going to want to tell all your friends. Same thing. You know these people. They probably already know your work ethic. So it's going to be easy for them to, to uh, recommend you to other people. But just let them know that, hey, this is what I'm doing. Uh, if, if you know anybody that sounds like they need services of this type, then uh, you know, go ahead and let them know that, that I'm the person to do it. So you've got relatives and friends. Well, your relatives also have friends, so make sure you, you ask them to spread the word to anyone that they know also that, that might need that type of work. In addition to this, uh, there's coworkers and neighbors. You might not know these people as well, so, so be sure to let them know exactly what it is that you do and uh, you know maybe give them a little background bio information on yourself as well. So... Like I said, your friends already know your work ethic. They already know how you are. Uh, these people might not know, so maybe you have to give them a little more information. Now, when you're doing this uh, marketing, there's a material that's probably the most important of any, and if you do go out and get something printed for yourself or for your business, I would recommend doing this one first, and that is the business card. The business card has your contact information on it, your address, the phone number that people will be contacting you with, and most importantly, put that website address on there. These things are great. They don't usually cost a whole lot of money, and you really should be passing them out to everybody. So when you get them printed, don't just get 100, don't get 500, get, get thousands of them. Because anytime you're talking to somebody, and make sure also, you carry these things around with you everywhere. Anytime you're talking to somebody and something may come up that has something to do with your business or some way that you think you could help somebody out, give them a card. Uh, people you know, people you don't know, people you don't want to know, give them all a card. Uh, you never know. You might hand out 100 cards and, and have only three people call you back, but you did get those three people, so... This is just something you got to keep bombarding people with, and really there's nothing to lose there. I mean, it's it might seem a little cheesy giving out business cards to everybody, anybody and everybody, people you don't know, but if it works at all, then I say it's worth it. So in addition to that, you, may, you might make uh, brochures or flyers. These things tend to be a little more expensive because obviously they're bigger and you can fit very few on a page. Uh, when you make flyers, maybe consider making a, a four up, like an eight and a half by 11, where you actually get four flyers out of the one page, because that obviously is going to be cheaper. But if you do have the money to do brochures and flyers, that's, that's an excellent idea. Something you might add to those, especially a flyer, is some sort of coupon or maybe like a special offer, like five or 10% off your first job or something like that. Just something to entice people to actually come to you instead of somebody else. Another great thing to do, and we talked about this with your relatives or your friends, is try and get people to refer you. And if you have a couple of clients already, this is something good to do with them. Uh, obviously, if they're satisfied already, they shouldn't have a problem referring you to other people. So maybe give them some sort of discount. Say, if, if you refer some, somebody to me and they actually you know, have me do a job, then I'll give you 10% off of your next job. Things of that nature. So the next one in, 
A topic that we talk about many, many times on this show is networking. And different ways to do this, we, we've always talked about ways of networking with other designers, but how do we network with other business owners or people who might need our services? Well, a few ways to do this are to join different clubs, uh, maybe business organizations, or even your local chamber of commerce. This is a great way to meet all the, the small business owners in your area. You could possibly get discounted uh, advertisements out of it. And we've also talked about this. Be sure to network with your competition, meaning the other designers in your area. As we said in the past, this could be a scenario that benefits both designers because if, if either of you have a, an overflow of work that you just can't possibly do by yourself, well, you know another person that, that can take up the slack there. So you might be able to get jobs from other designers. So make sure you network with other designers as well as the business owners in your area. Another good thing to do is talk with similar businesses. A good example for us might be a, a local printer. Printers don't always have uh, in-house designers. They usually have a pre-press section, but they don't always have people that are going to go do the whole design process. So if you get in good with these people, they might be able to refer you to customers of theirs. Now the next thing you want to do is kind of take a walk of your local neighborhood businesses. And you don't always necessarily have to walk. You might be cold calling them. You might be uh, sending direct mail to them. But I think a, a good start is to just hit your local neighborhood and walk down the street, see what kind of businesses are there, and maybe pop into a few and just try and talk to some people. Maybe leave a business card or a brochure or something like that. If there are new businesses in your area, usually they're going to have some kind of big sign, grand opening, or they're going to have ads out in the newspaper saying, we just opened, come check out our store or our business or whatever it is. In my opinion, you should stock these people, stock the grand openings. Because many times these people just open their business. Not everybody takes care of everything they need to take care of before they open their business. So they might still have a need for business cards, for brochures, uh, other marketing materials, things that you could obviously can provide for them. So if you find new businesses like these, I, I would suggest popping in and talking to the owner, maybe going and seeing if they have a web presence if you're a web designer. Um, just, just other ways. Think of different services that you can offer these people because they might possibly need them and probably will need them more often than businesses that have been around for a while. But speaking to those businesses that may have been around for a while, there is another thing that you can offer these people, and that is either upgrades or makeovers of their existing marketing materials. A lot of businesses out there have old or outdated or more commonly subpar materials. Sometimes you just go into maybe lo a local restaurant and look at their menu and it just looks like a piece of crap. And obviously you can do a better job, but your job here is to convince these people that they need another menu. They, they need something that looks better. It's going to help their business grow. And it's your job to, to convince these people that you're the person to, to pull off that job. Now this might entail actually making a mock-up of their existing piece the way that you would do it. 
this might not always be the, the best scenario for you. Maybe you don't have enough time to be doing work because this is work that you're doing that you might not actually get paid for. You might not get the job after doing this. So be careful doing that. But if you do have the time, this might be something you consider. The one thing, the one warning about this, I would say, is, is don't ever criticize what, what people have as their existing menus or marketing materials or whatever. Because many of the times, the case is, if it looks like a piece of crap, it was probably somebody that works there that made it. They just, you know, got into their Word program and, and made the menu or something like that. So if you go in criticizing these people, you might be actually be criticizing the person you're talking to or one of their family members, which obviously is, is not a good thing. So just, just kind of come at it from an angle that, you know, your business could really use a fresh look to their materials. And, and I think I could provide this. And, you know, if you made something, this is what it could look like, something to that effect. Now, when visiting your local businesses, it's already been said that, that leave-behinds are a very good idea. And no matter what you're doing, if, if you're going to a new business, if you are going to an existing business and, and trying to offer upgrades, no matter what the case, you want to leave behind what you have. And that most definitely should be a business card. But in, in addition to that, it could be a brochure or a flyer. And if you go into your local coffee shop, you'll, you'll notice a lot of times that they're going to have bulletin boards there. Now, this might seem kind of old school, but it, it's something to consider putting up a flyer that has the little tear tabs with your numbers on them. Just give a brief description of, of what it is that you do. And you have the little tear tabs at the bottom with your phone number or other information. Definitely put your website on there. And, you know, you... You might get lucky. Some people do actually look at these things. So it's, it's just another idea, another way to get yourself out there. Another good example of a leave behind would be making a specific flyer. And by this, I mean something like if you want to do CD insert design, like design for people's CDs, their albums. So you might make a flyer that, that gives specific information about your skills to, to make this product and leave that behind in record stores. The last option you might look at, and I tend to be a little skeptical about this way, but you might look at actually putting ads out and first of all you have your yellow pages. And this is the one that I, I get really freaky about because one of the first things that I did when I, when I started my business is I actually looked in the yellow pages, looked up all the different design firms or, or whatever you want to call them and went to all their websites and really these are some of the scariest websites I've ever seen. And I think there it takes a certain type of company to to advertise in the yellow pages when it comes to a specialty like this anyways. And these are these are large companies that probably do things on a large scale and don't really care so much about how they come off looking. They care about putting out as much stuff as they can as quickly as possible. And you'll probably see a lot of these jobs in the newspaper. These are the jobs where they're looking for production artists and they're wanting to pay you like seven to $10 an hour. This is the type of company that advertises in the yellow pages. And this is why I say maybe this isn't the best idea for you. There are alternatives though, of course. And uh, really I think advertising should be the last thing on your mind. I think everything else we've discussed to this point is probably a better idea when you're first starting out 
because advertising costs a lot more money than it does to make materials and go hand them out yourself and actually get to interact with the people and let them know about yourself. If you just have an ad, you have to be very skilled at putting the right information in the ad so that people know what they're dealing with. But if you do want to put ads out, my advice would be to target the smaller newspapers in your area. Now in San Diego, they have a paper called The Reader, and it's it's more like uh, your magazine type of newspaper. Now these newspapers are usually more in the liberal strain. They usually have you know your cultural section, your music scene section, your art section, and they do usually have pretty good distribution, and they do have a pretty wide base of readers, so it's it's a good way to go. There actually is a smaller newspaper in San Diego here also that is more local to the different neighborhoods of San Diego, and you might find these. These are a good thing to do also. They actually have, the paper is a similar structure, but they have different ones for the different neighborhoods or the different, uh, you know, smaller cities that, that encompass San Diego or whatever city that you're in. And these ones are good because they usually have a, a going rate to where you can advertise in maybe all of the newspapers or maybe just three of them or just one. So you, you have different options there. And maybe you know there's certain areas of your city that that may you know need your services more than others. So you can be picky and choosy that way and, and that's a good way to go. Another good thing about these smaller newspapers is, is sometimes you can obviously get cheaper ads than if you would advertise in your major newspaper, but also sometimes you can actually put inserts in the newspaper, meaning you have a, a, a loose piece of paper flyer that's in there, which may bring more attention to it than just having a partial page ad. Another option here would be direct mail. Now I think all of us have probably experienced uh, going to the mailbox and pulling out that big wad of junk mail. And because of this, I mean, you can kind of tell that maybe this isn't the best route to go. But there are usually a couple of organizations that put together like a small book of coupons. There's a couple of these in San Diego. One is called the Penny Saver. And it's just a little booklet of, of all ads from local vendors, local businesses. And the other is called Get One Free. And this one is coupons by, by local businesses in Pretty much all of these in here are buy one, get one free or something to that effect, which of course explains the name, get one free. Now these could be good things to do. These could be bad things to advertise in. I think you're really gonna know yourself just by what you do with your mail. Usually when I see the penny saver in the mail, I don't even open it, I just throw it away. So that says to me that probably a lot of people are doing the same thing and maybe it's not a good idea to advertise in that. But, you know, there are certain people who do look at everything in the mail. So it's out there for a reason. It's obviously working for some people. Otherwise, the, the business wouldn't go because it, it makes its money off of people advertising in there. So this is really a personal call by you. Now, that's what I call a rookie mistake. What I wanted to talk to you today, and I, I talked a little bit to it in the very beginning is that a lot of people, once they, they start designing, they get their artwork up there, they maybe think they're going to do some side jobs, they'll put up their website and they'll think that they're pretty much done. Like People are just going to magically go to the internet and find their website and just call upon them to do jobs. And this absolutely is not the case. 
you really have to, to work to bring the viewers to your website to have any success. And like I said before, it's really more used as a leave behind. You leave behind your card with the person first off, which has the website on there, and then they get to go look at your work. And then they see how excellent you are, and then they call you up and give you tons of jobs and resulting in lots of money. This is how it works. So, you know, when you finish that site, you're not done. You still have some legwork to do. And also, if you want people to find your website on the internet, you have some work to do on there, too. There's a whole world called SEO, that's Search Engine Optimization. And what that really means is just getting your site to the top of the list in the search engines so that you're one of the first websites that people click on. Now, there's many, many tricks to this. I know very little about it. It could really probably encompass a couple of episodes. And I will think about maybe in the future getting somebody who knows a lot more about it to, to talk. But right now, let's just leave it at that. There's something out there. You have to, if you want people to come to your website without you doing any of the work, well, you're going to have to optimize your site for search engines so that it comes up, you know, in that first page. Otherwise, chances are people aren't going to find it. The best thing to do, though, is just get out there, get into the businesses, leave your, your website, your web address with people so they can check it out, and that'll be the best way to get things done. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. Now, we have a special entry in the bullpen today. It's not directly related to what we've been talking about, but one constant theme that we've talked about is really reaching out to others, getting in contact with other designers or other people that might be able to help you out. And if they do help you out, well, you should return the favor and help them out. So recently I was doing some flash work and I was on lynda.com watching some videos about making it so that your flash is viewable by as many people as possible. And if it's not being able to replace it with alternate content, so that other people who don't have Flash don't get left out. And this is something that, that we covered in the last episode. We are talking about putting Flash on your website and making sure that you know it functions for everybody, whether they have Flash plugin or not. And I, I was having some problems with this. So I got in contact with the guy who actually did the lynda.com tutorials. And his name is Robert Hochman Jr. And he was a great help to me. He actually... Uh, answered several emails of mine. I, I felt like I was bugging him quite a bit, but he was very helpful to me. I actually ended up sending my HTML code to him and he took a look at it and well, everything turned out okay, so that was good. But I, I sent him back an email and, and I said, you know, is there any way that I can help you? Because I, I felt like, you know, he obviously helped me through a hard time. And well, he said, yeah, there is something you can do for me. He wanted to promote one of his websites, so. And a little background on this guy, he actually has wrote and co-wrote several books about Flash MX 2004, and uh, he's written articles that actually appear on the Macromedia website. And he is the co-founder of a company called 33 Inc. And they have a, a an application coming out that's called Dashboard HQ. And basically what this dashboard thing is, as far as I know, is kind of a home base for your internet browser. Right now you can do such things like on Google. You can set up your, your My Page or whatever they call it on Google to where 
it's customized to you. It has different web links on it. It has different, you know, pieces of inf information, maybe articles for that day. It has the weather for your city. Well, this thing is is kind of like that, but it doesn't it doesn't bombard you with a whole lot of stuff that you might not want. When you set up the the Google account, it throws a bunch of stuff on there whether you want it or not. And you really have to, to dig through a lot of stuff to get it exactly the way you want it. So this thing is going to kind of make things easier easier on you. And it'll, it'll be a nice home base for you with all, all the bookmarks that you want, all the websites that you usually visit, and just give you an organized way to, to search the internet or do whatever you need to do on the internet. And the website is 33inc.com slash inkblots. This is where you're going to find most of the information about the... Uh, the upcoming applications and whatnot. So check that out if you have some time. Just a couple thoughts in closing here. About a week ago, I, I put up a post that included a little text field to where you could actually enter your email and vote for me on Podcast Alley, just making it easier for you. And I have since moved this up to the navigation bar on the right-hand side, so that will always appear up there. So now you don't actually have to click on the link and go to a different page. You just pop in your email there and click the vote button, and it makes it a lot easier for you, which makes it better for me if you go ahead and do so. Also, uh, I probably don't say this enough, but uh, if you have any show ideas, any questions or comments, good or bad, I am always available to listen or read them. You can contact me. There is uh, my email on the very top navigation at rookiedesigner.com. We also have the forums there where you can post anything you'd like. And there is also the MySpace page for Rookie Designer Podcast. If you go to rookiedesigner.com, the right-hand navigation at the bottom, you will find a link for MySpace. That'll take you right there, and you can contact me that way. As always, I thank you for listening and subscribing, and I'll talk to you next time. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's out of